0: don't have to work My electricity. Do it for you. You can have you. Yes, attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Welcome to a special edition of ac tv invincible after hours after this hour. is uh this early is morning. uh yeah it's it is early morning it is actually uh early on mother's day it's uh happy
1: mother's day, happy I'm, mother's having day. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm having so. some tea uh <laughs> but yes we uh had to fit this one in with all of our Uh, husbandly and fatherly duties and all that. But uh, this is kind of a bonus episode. We were in between our ACTV, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Jupiter's Legacy, which you'll be able to find both of those on our Patreon Uh, Accounts Just go to patreon.com slash around comics and you can become a patron there and have access to our ACTV episodes as well as Tom versus and interviews and future stacks and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, uh, we're going to we're going to throw this one out there on the regular feed for everyone. But Sal and I are going to talk about the recent Amazon Prime animated series Invincible based on the comic book. By all those guys that you know, Robert Kirkman. Can I say right and, uh, right mm-hmm. off the
1: bat? I not to sorry to interrupt, but no, right off the no, bat, I love how every episode of Invincible they there's a different way they sort of the intro, title. the intro title, <laughs> and it's, it's always in a conversation, and then it's like blood splattered Ta-da!
0: Invincible. I just always
1: I always think that's kind of funny. I'm a, I'm sort of waiting for it always and uh is just kind of one of those little fun things.
0: It is. And it's every episode. And it's sometimes it's five minutes into the episode. Sometimes it's ten minutes into the episode. Sometimes right. it's you know 30 seconds in. Uh but yeah, it's uh yeah you know, I, I think it's really easy to say right off the bat that you and I both really enjoyed Invincible. Yes, absolutely.
1: I I did uh it, it was fun that like it's been so long since I read the comic, yeah. That I didn't really remember, you know,
0: other than sort of big brushstrokes. And and know. so with me, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is just like the comic. And then I went back and I grabbed my trades because I've got like the first twelve trades, and and I started going through. Them. I'm like, wow, that is nothing like the comic, <laughs> nothing like. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's it is. Well, I mean it, it's it, it is a lot like the comic.
0: It is, but it's the the story itself is is um they've moved a lot of major events yes. in the storytelling to yes. make it work. I think much it, this is a perfect example of making the correct editorial decisions and editing decisions to translate a comic book to uh, to small or big screen. I think all of the right decisions were made with this.
1: I would agree with that. I think, um, you know, you can't, you can't just use a comic book as a script for an animated TV show. I don't think, it's I think not a storyboard. Two, yeah. Yeah. There are two different things. And especially when, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do one season and hopefully more seasons and, you know, whatever it is, eight, 10 episodes, 10 episodes right it was 10 episodes.
0: yeah i think it's no this was eight episodes eight episodes and it has already been picked up for a second and third season
1: right but you don't know that going into it and so it's like how much you know the comics been going on for years and years and years so like how much of the story do you tell in the first season where do do you kind of compress it do you sort of elongate it what do you do and but i thought they did an excellent job of of you know giving you that initial well they it it felt like a full season of stories but they gave you enough of like okay they they give you mark and you kind of enjoy him and his family and his relationship with his dad you know and 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 this sort of exciting new adventure that he's on as a superhero and then all of a sudden they start twisting it and you know and and very much you know like the comic did um changing things and you know making you question uh omni man and mark's relationship Mm -hmm. with his dad and his mom and dad and that kind of thing and 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 then they're throwing in a lot of other things his other relationships his school life his you
0: know personal life it's a very peter parker spider man yeah i don't think they always had that yeah
1: yes absolutely it, it definitely always i always felt the funny thing was the one of the big changes between the comic and the show was in the comic he has his powers immediately uh, um, pretty
0: it, he gets them in the first issue
1: well no like the first Does, if i remember correctly like the it may be it may be a flash forward it is it page is yeah. or whatever he's got his powers like he oh, has,
0: Yep. Yeah, you're and right. And then I'm they flash back,
1: back, which which is interesting.
0: Um, it's okay, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's a uh, we jump right into um, Mark having a battle with some some bad guy, and that's at, like three or four pages, and then it goes to four months ago, and that was right. Mark. and that's just the difference
1: yeah. between yeah. okay, we don't need to do that with the show because mm-hmm. the comics, but introducing a new comic book character, introducing a new comic. You know, I'm sure Kirkman's idea was like, well, let's let's start it with a bang. Let's have a fight, a big superhero fight, and then we can go backwards. Yeah. But we need to hook people with this hero right away with it, with an animated show that's on Amazon Prime that has a built in audience already. You don't need to do that. It's like we can just start with Mark not having his powers. And even though he gets them pretty quickly, there is yeah. that very, you know, sort of Peter Parker ish uh, beginning where it's like mm. he's just a normal kid kind of
0: just a high school kid kind of you know having trouble with the with the with the the girls and class and yeah all that
1: father is the most powerful being being, you know in the galaxy (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) and he's and he's aware of it and he's aware that he might or might not get powers at some point uh i mean that's something that that both uh the uh, the TV show and the comic handle really well. Uh, and FYI, TV obviously chock full of spoilers, probably uh, I would say for the source material and, and a review of the shows. So the big, the big reveal at the end of episode one is something that didn't happen until like the third trade of Invincible about Omni-Man. Right,
1: right, right, right. So
0: that, that became really the backbone of, of the full season of the, the TV show where it was, it was, it, I remember as being kind of out of the blue on an invincible that it was yeah. a gut punch. It was a gut punch
1: for sure. And, and it's kind of where the, the invincible, you know, it's interesting because invincible. it. I feel like looking back at it now, it sort of set a bit of a bar for new superhero comics at the time, because you really didn't have a whole lot of, you know, new superheroes, young superheroes coming out at that time. I don't feel like, or you know, just sort of like completely unique, not Marvel and DC. You know, this is a independent comic um,
0: and something that wasn't a Hellboy property. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, for, for, it, for I mean, the other big heavyweight independent comic at the time was Walking Dead. And I remember yeah. that a lot of focus on this was, you know, oh, this is can Kirkman do it again without zombies? We'll be back after a quick break.
1: Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication? And of course, their newest novels. Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out The Happy Writer Podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram, at Happy Podcast. Right, you know, is he one-hit wonder kind of yeah. thing, but um yeah, but I think it, it it set a bar in the sense of like this it was way more violent, you know, way more bloody. It was a, it yeah. was super violent and bloody, which was sort of a surprising thing for a very four-color comic, very you know what I mean like it was a very yeah. bright, you know, Invincible is with, a very with,
0: with with teenage protagonists.
1: Yes. But then super violent Um, and then, like you said, the, the sort of gut punch of like, oh, his dad is not who you think he is and is a murdering, you know, sort of sociopath, uh, you know, and then you find out obviously much more about him, but, uh, yeah, that, that I felt like that was a, a big deviation for that type of comic book. You know, I, I and a big risk, really. If you look at it, like uh, to to sort of set up this character as sort of a you know Spider Man ish Peter Parker kind of teenage comic book superhero comic, mm-hmm. and then it gets dark, like it that gets
0: is, I really dark. Really, the Kirkman aesthetic. I mean, it's you you feel it in his comics that they are these really fun lighthearted comics that really get it and then someone's head gets cut off.
1: He likes to torture his
0: yes, he, he really does, does. I mean, if you, yeah. you look at all of his books he
1: really likes to torture them and and he, I think he gets a little bit of a sick pleasure from <laughs> putting them through yeah. horrible horrible almost like
0: and then by extension his readers. Yes absolutely um
1: it's almost to some degree, it almost feels a little bit like uh you know, that era of horror films, that sort of horror porn, uh the torture porn horror films. Yeah,
0: the, the the saw and yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: where it's just like we're going to Can see how see? much
0: geez, there's a new Chris Rock movie with uh out of the the saw universe. Oh really and I mean and I mean Chris Rock, not Chris Rock, not Chris Tucker. Not... <laughs> Chris <laughs> joke. Rock joke. Chris Rock yeah he's uh it's a uh, uh yeah look it up he's in uh, a kind of like a police horror thing that is it, it was something something saw so huh all right well you know uh, he's got to he's got to pay for his kids <laughs> got to pay got to pay the bills but yeah, you got
1: to pay the bill man um i um
0: i want to talk a little bit not just about the animation but you know it, you got to talk oh, to Sam the, the Jackson too. Huh? Yeah, and Sam Jackson.
1: Spiral.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow, interesting. All right. Well, we'll have to. Uh... Well, it is the era of like black horror films, right? Yeah. Isn't that that's I mean with, with uh, Keenan Get Out. Uh, yeah, or not Keenan? What's his name? Peel.
0: Uh, Peel. Uh, yeah, Jordan Peel.
1: Jordan Peels. uh yeah. I films. really like
0: Get Out. I didn't see this. Yes,
1: I've liked. I've liked all of his horror films. I I don't uh I I don't connect with them necessarily as much as obviously some people, but I, I have I've liked their movies, his movies.
0: Another anyway. another in, an interesting thing about Invincible in a comparison with Walking Dead is that after the first arc you have the original uh, penciler leaves and then you have another guy come on and i think they're both really important to the series you know first of all you've got um it's uh don't it's ever leave a
1: kirkman book if people oh, yeah. why do people do this <laughs> they, they, yeah. they leave these incredible properties that it's, end- it's
0: like it's like mark miller calling you up and saying hey would you like to draw something that we're working on for tv and you saying no yeah uh but yeah Corey walker i think did probably all the character designs kind of set the the visual template for how the book was going to continue to look and then you have ryan otley um come in and who for my money i think really is one of the best in the biz
1: yeah as far as dynamic action and violence and 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 just you know gigantic superhero battles he yeah he's amazing uh and and then he you know was on that book obviously for a very long time
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: and, and really put his stamp on it and i think did i, I he actually finish, did he not, finish
0: it out i, I think believe, otley i think otley did like issue i don't want to say like issue seven six or seven to when it was done which was 20, um 20, 20. i think it 20, 20. it's like i don't know we should have done well i was only you know looking at stuff for season one which i think if you want to if you want to look at what the what the animated series covers with the um with the book you go about three trades in and you'll you'll get a lot of that
1: storyline or one giant compendium uh thousand page ridiculous omnibus uh,
0: i did find that this was a series that read incredibly well in trade, so yeah.
1: well, I think Kirkman's stuff kind of fits it, right? Like he mm-hmm. he writes with big picture, you know, sort of long storylines. Not that he does really good comic book stuff, where uh-huh. he gives you every you issue bang for story. your buck. It's yeah, yeah. But yeah. he also has these long storylines, which I think is a I think it's one of the secrets to his success that people don't
0: talk about necessarily. Here, here, here's a here's an unpopular opinion. Yes. Invincible is a superior book to The Walking Dead in just about every way. Um it is for my, my opinion, I enjoy Invincible way more than than Walking Dead. Even
1: well, um gosh, that's a tough one for me. I I I I, I don't I tend to agree with you, but there was a time where the walking dead as far as character development mm-hmm. and character storylines and and sort of a co- cohesive narrative was maybe the best book in comics and it i think was,
0: was like issue 50 is that the one where rick proclaims we are the walking dead and yeah something like that that's kind i that's i look at that as kind of like a volume of you know those first 50 issues that it was pretty it's pretty awesome.
1: I agree. And I went interested after that. Agreed. Uh, same here. But for a time, I think it was incredible. And I think Invincible, same thing. I think for about 50 issues, it was really, really good. And then after, I, ha- that, I have
0: 12 <laughs> trades. Apparently something happened after that because it's not the end of the series. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I think it just I, I got bored with it, too. I think, it, you know, it's one of those comics where uh, he'll just keep writing You know what I mean? Like he can, he has the ability to just keep going with with the characters, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to keep reading. You know, Mm -hmm. it kind of gets a little repetitive. And that was Walking Dead as well. It's like, okay, that's enough. So you know, I've I've had it. I've had enough of 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 sort of these characters. They could have, you know, I never went back to either.
0: Yeah, I may I may go back and and reread Invincible. You know, it's I've got so much other stuff, but uh, um, I will definitely watch the second and third seasons when they come out.
1: Yes. And that's so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So I watched the entire first season and I like the first three episodes, I was enamored. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I kind of had a hard time mm-hmm. with episode four and five, um, like just struggled to get through it. And then yeah. I once again, sort of enjoyed six, seven and eight. There was like a middle,
0: there's a little a little dip there. Was a that, little uh,
1: lull that I had, I, and I didn't know if it was just me or if it was it was. Did you have? Yeah, the same... Yeah.
0: Well, I, there was the episode where where he and his best friend and and his girlfriend go to, um, wow. go go the the college trip. <laughs> I could kind of, I kind of could have done without the 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 college visit trip.
1: Yeah, there was that one, and then. Oh, the one with Robot after that, where it's like Robot is... Oh,
0: Robot getting his his clone body thrown. Yeah, becoming a
1: real boy. Um,
0: The Pinocchio episode.
1: Which was, there was nothing wrong with it. It was just sort of like those two
0: episodes, I think. Well, I think the whole whole Robot thing that I did like is that you've got the Omni-Man betrayal, which is the, the black cloud that is over the entire... Season, right is that Omni Man, the most, like you said, the most powerful uh, person in the galaxy, who single handedly killed the Justice League or the Guardians of the Globe, uh, <laughs> as they're called here, and uh, and then it's like, oh no, not Robot Two. Robot is 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 actually a bad guy, and then it ends up that no, he's actually just in love with Monster Girl and wants to have. He wants to be a real boy, <laughs> right.
1: I, and this direction what they did like. a nice job of is they give yeah. you they give you enough doubt in both cases in the mm-hmm. sense of like okay maybe there's a reason because you have uh what's his name the guy from uh the gray-haired agent guy oh walter uh, goggins uh um, yeah
0: <laughs> which we'll talk about we'll talk about the voice actors in uh cecil
1: yeah, Cecil, you have him sort of like going, Wait, I have to, th- there, maybe there's a good reason. So you start to think, Well, maybe there is a good reason he killed them. Maybe there, maybe that he had a reason for it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which makes it even like more gut wrenching when you do find out, No, he's just a lunatic. He's just a psycho and he comes yeah. from a planet of psychopaths yeah. and he's here to rule our planet.
0: Yeah. And you, and you know a, what he, I mean? He's here to soften us up. <laughs> Um, because yeah, a planet that's, that's of the... people just like him coming. <laughs> that's you know I think that's where I I never read the the Viltrumite War.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Never...
1: Well, that that's when things get really horrible. Like it's it's brutal. It is you know it, it's brutal and bloody and uh people die and you know, and the, the are so vicious and powerful. Uh, it's a tough, like that's when that series starts to get like really hard. really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Really dark and really hard to sort of get through to some degree because it's like, wow, this is, you know, I don't know that I want to see teenage Mark, you know, go through. And he's not, I think at that point he's not a teenager anymore, yeah. but, it's like this young superhero go through such a difficult time and, and, and be really not sure if he's going to make it out or not. And even if he does make it out, it's like, he's never going to be the same. The planet's never going to be the same. And his relationship with his father is never the same, you know, all these things. And it's, yeah, um, yeah, I did. One of those true times in
0: comics where after this, nothing is the same.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. They actually meant it. So they did. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so what's you can you know do at Image with newish characters, but um, yeah, I mean that was the feeling I think in the in the animated series is I mean he got the absolute snot kicked out of him all the time, and, and for being yeah. a you know it's yeah a, a powerful character, but that's you know one of the things I remember about the about the series is that you know that he wasn't Superman, you know he wasn't you know just getting you know his is suit dusty and, uh, and fighting bad guys. I mean, it's a, it's a brutal, it was a brutal TV show. It was a brutal comic.
1: Yes. Uh, very much so. And I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I think you definitely see parts of that in this first season. Um, you see the, the, you know, the violence and the Mm -hmm. hyper violence you see, you know, it's very bloody. There's You know, there are scenes where people's, you know, people are being eviscerated and, and, you know, holes literally punched through them and there's lots of blood and guts and that kind of thing. But you also see, you know, it's the psychological violence that I think Invincible made it so unique. It was like the, you know, the, the gut wrenching pain and torture that Mark go through, goes through fighting his own father and how Mm -hmm you know, how absolutely callous his father is in this battle. That's to me is the more brutal part of it. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the physical brutality is one thing, but the fact that his father is absolutely callous and is all the things that like sort of Lex, Lex Omni man is what Lex Luthor always thought Superman might be.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And you know, it's it voiced amazingly by J.K. Simmons, which once again, if you it, he is he is Hollywood's version of bacon. If you want to make something better, just add J.K. <laughs> JK Simmons. <laughs> He's like bacon; he just yeah. makes it better. Uh but there's so many great so, so
1: voice actors in this thing. Like, oh, there's it, so it, many. It is. You know?
0: It's ridiculous. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Mark uh what's uh Steven, Steven Young uh from Walking Dead, he plays Glenn on Walking Dead, right? Right. He did uh, <laughs> s- uh, did, yeah. <laughs> uh you know, Sandra O oh is I mean Who? that's a, Sandra O oh is a big time actress, J.K. Simmons. Uh uh Beats plays Amber Bennett, she was domino in uh Deadpool 2, right? Uh, right. yeah, uh, Walton Goggins. I mean you have freaking um uh zachary quinto is almost you don't even notice it it
1: is i didn't even realize until the second time he came on screen that seth rogan was alan the alien yeah like it's like (laughs) oh that's seth rogan oh my god and this
0: is this is produced by seth rogan by the way
1: well that makes sense um
0: and uh i mean john ham clancy brown
1: is the, the yeah the yeah, john ham
0: plays what a security guard for like three lines <laughs>
1: Steve. Um, Steve. <laughs> but probably my favorite surprise was uh the voice of rexplode um, oh yes
0: i can't pronounce the man, guy's last name uh, man,
1: man's tuchus men's i can't yeah i don't know how to pronounce it. man's tuchus? he's yeah i I'm i have loved league. him yeah f- since the league and then he's great in um his big mouth
0: really, oh uh, uh the uh the good place
1: the yeah the good pl- i mean he's just great in everything he does but i didn't i just like i didn't expect him for rexplode but then it was like oh that makes perfect sense because rex yes. is such a douchebag nobody a does a better douchebag <laughs> than him he's so hilarious yeah. uh uh, but yeah the, the voice the voice talent the acting talent in this show is pretty pretty off the charts it's it's uh, unreal i
0: i couldn't imagine casting it better
1: well i think a lot of yeah. these people are actually comic book fans too like oh, sure. i'm pretty sure jk simmons is a comic book nerd And John Hamm is a comic book guy, and obviously Seth Rogen is a comic book guy, and but you know what I mean. So it's like it's interesting. I want, like, I wonder if Zachary Quinto was just a casting thing, or was he? You know, did he want to be asked? Yeah. Yeah. Did Sandra Oh want to be involved or was, you know, you know what I mean? I mean,
0: Quinto is one of those guys that he probably understands that when the acting roles stop coming to him, which happens to just about everyone, that dude will have a lifetime income going to conventions for anything geek related.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, he's yeah, he's, he's the new Spock. He is, you know, from. Yeah. Everything that he's done, yeah, he will yeah.
0: always he will always have uh, be able to charge appearance fees that that uh, stuff. But Mark Hamill is in the show, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it, I'm, and that's the oh yeah, sure, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're talking about that the scene with Omni Man fighting uh, Mark Invincible, and the thing that struck me is that he was so, his anger was that he was annoyed at Mark for caring so much about something so useless and unimportant as, as earth. Right. As, as yeah, this was, this was a truck stop resource to, for his people to come and claim and that anyone that was on that planet was insignificant, not worth not worth the trouble of the stupid fight mark what is wrong with you i mean that was well, his opinion yeah
1: and also i think you but you start to see it's also this thing of like I, I thought it was complex and interesting in a lot of ways because the relationship between his him and his father his father you know it's it's in a lot of ways it's a very typical father-son relationship in the sense of like You know, I want you to to grow up to be like me, but I want you to be better than me. And then there's always this thing between fathers and sons of like, why can't you just see that I'm trying to show you how to not make the mistakes that I made? Why can't you do, do the thing, do it the way I tell you to do it? And it never works that way. But then there's also this thing of like, you start to see as the fight goes on, you start to see that Omni-Man does care about Mark and that mm-hmm. part of his anger is also the fact that he does care and that he's not supposed to, and that he, that's not supposed to be a
0: part of him anymore. That he's the been contaminated parts. by this planet. And, yeah. and and that makes him even more angry that he's actually has feelings for, for people that, that he shouldn't even think twice about that are yeah. really ants. Yeah. Yeah. That and it's was an
1: interesting thing because it's like, well, you know, in one sense, he makes a lot of sense because it's like, yeah. well, you're going to live for hundreds and hundreds of years. These people are all dead anyway. Like none of them will, you are going to outlive all of them. They don't matter. And that's what he's trying to sort of get through to Mark is like, th- these people don't matter. You're, you're so much bigger than <laughs> you, that. You, you
0: know? using, using the L train to uh uh teach him that lesson oh, yeah. Yeah. Was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen. <laughs> just
1: forcing him to watch as bodies explode around him through a yeah. train. Yeah, it was yeah pretty pretty horrific. Um, but that, but once again, that's like one the the physical brutality of that is one thing. The actual mm-hmm. physical idea and seeing all these bodies explode in a in a train wreck as Mark and Omni Man, you know, just slice through it like butter but it's the the psychological thing of like i'm going to make you i'm going to make you watch this to to, so that you understand that you're wrong that's the real brutality
0: it it reminds me of the dads that if they caught their kids smoking would make (laughs) them smoke an entire pack of cigarettes you know, yeah. end to end without stopping or make right. them smoke like a green cigar or something yeah. like that. It was, you know, I'm doing, I'm that doing this up. because I love you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you, Mark. <laughs> no,
0: no, it doesn't. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you're not realizing the psychological damage that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: the therapy years later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would have. I would have loved to have talked about each episode uh, individually, but uh, uh, there's so much great TV on of, of geek interest that this one, uh, this one didn't fit the schedule, but we both loved it so much. Definitely wanted to spend some time talking about it. Cause I think it was, it was pretty, it's pretty flawlessly done. Yeah. There were a few dips in the, in the middle, but I think for an eight episode animated series uh, I can't imagine it being much better than this
1: yeah i mean visually it it looked so good it looked like the comic although interestingly enough i felt felt like it actually looked a little more and maybe that's just because of their styles mm-hmm. but it actually looked a little more like Corey walker's art yeah than ryan otley's um yeah
0: i th- well that i mean i think that Corey walker a kind of set the set the universe set the the uh, the style yeah, guide yeah. for it and it's it, this is not uh to say anything uh against Corey walker i think his style lends itself uh to a little bit more speedy uh animation than yeah, than I, yeah does.
1: it's uh it's a little um thinner line work Very th- yeah thin line yeah, and yeah, it's it's yes, I, I think I agree. It just seems like it fits animation so much better, but it, but it works so well for in this case, because it's like, oh, that that looks so much like the comic. It looks so much, you know, if you pick up Invincible, you're going to you're going to, you know, not be shocked really by even and even when you get to the Ryan Otley stuff, I don't think anyone's would go from this cartoon to the comic and be like oh this doesn't look anything like that uh it, it looks so much like it <laughs> it looks you yeah. know
0: it's, yeah um,
1: it's, but, but yeah it's
0: invincible yeah uh, yeah
1: absolutely and did, um, did we
0: ever talk about invincible using the image eye as his costume which i always thought was kind of hilarious
1: no I don't think we ever talked about it um yeah.
0: that, you know that's one of the one of the like two things that image as a company owns it's the, the logo it's yeah it's the logo and uh, maybe the name and the and the image right. eye, and that's like it so
1: well yeah there's nothing else i mean everybody owned their own thing yeah i mean image is not a publisher in the in in the no no it, no they're they're a high-end vanity press you know mm-hmm. what i mean <laughs> like that's that's what the image is it's like you go I mean, obviously Kirkman is a different thing or Rob Liefeld or the yeah. people that own well,
0: their they're partners. Yeah,
1: they're all partners in it. But, uh-huh. you know, anyone that anyone can essentially publish through image. I mean, it has to be approved by the board, mm-hmm. but you're paying to get published. You're not yeah. it, it's not like marvel or dc or even dark horse or oni or, or, or another traditional publisher where they're paying to have it printed and mm-hmm. produced and put out there in the world image doesn't do that they they put their name on it yeah. and they distribute it they're they're a distributor and and you pay you know you pay to have it published and yeah. and then and if it doesn't sell you're out of money not them so that's why they don't They don't really own any,
0: and it wasn't until after Invincible had run for quite a long time that Kirkman started Skybound. Right? Did Invincible end up under Skybound? Because that is his imprint.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I don't know what the whole. I mean, I honestly don't know what the whole deal at Image is now because Kirkman is the he is the president or the publisher. Mm -hmm. I mean, the bigwig technically, and Eric Stevens.
0: Eric Stevenson's still the publisher, I believe. I if, whatever, no, It's he's got know. his own. Stu- he's like he's he's a partner, and he's got his own studio to yeah. to launch books, so he can he can actually put books that he doesn't write under the Skybound imprint. He can publish other people's stuff through his studio.
1: He can do whatever I he wants.
0: He's do- Robert Kirkman. He do whatever he wants. He writes good comics. So
1: yeah, he does. He yeah. he does write good comics. There's no question about that. Yep. um for the most part um yeah I, I I enjoyed it a lot I really liked it I'm looking forward to season two I almost kind of feel like I would probably go I'm I will probably go back and watch this again actually because I was sort of watching mm-hmm. it a little rush trying to finish it so we could talk, <laughs> talk about it sure. so it's like I kind of want to go back and enjoy it again because it was really good I mean oh, and, yeah. and the thing I've always loved about about invincible was it had a little bit of what i love about savage dragon and tick Mm -hmm. in the sense that it has this universe of sort of kooky wacky superheroes and supervillains they're they're all you know to some degree or not to some degree but sometimes there are takeoffs of marvel and dc characters but sometimes they're just their own yeah. weird wacky kind of characters and as the as it went on it, it it built on that and i always thought savage dragon did that really well like he built mm-hmm. a universe of supervillains and other heroes mm-hmm. um, in that book but i always felt like the tick was one of the best at <laughs> yeah. that. The characters were were hilarious, and you know it had this great universe of other heroes and supervillains um, that I thought was sort of underappreciated because it was a it was a more of a jokey book. It was
0: a yeah, comedic book. It's like yeah, a Savage, Savage Dragon actually makes appearances in Invincible. Yeah, See, well, there is, is, is. it's a shared universe.
1: Shared universe. So. Um, uh, yeah, it, I but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, the, some of my favorite parts of, of this show were the twins, the you know, the 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 uh, the clones. The, oh, uh, yeah, they're
0: great. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the clone,
1: right? Uh, and just yeah, some of the some of the super villains that show up and all yeah. the ancillary characters that Mark runs into is is what makes Invincible really good.
0: Oh, they have great villains. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave on one question that I think is a really good bridge to our next episode, which will be up, up uh, on Patreon. Um,
1: oh yeah, we should say this: this is a free bonus ACTV episode we're putting out on the regular around comics uh, uh, iTunes and Spotify and and audio podcast channel. Um, if you like this and you would like to listen to more ACTV, you can get that at our Patreon.com/slash Around Comics.
0: Yeah. So the when this was written, which is probably what's the production or the uh, publication date on this has got to be what 2012 or so ish. No idea. Uh, 2000... something... Oh, that's 2000- Oh god, two thousand four. Okay. <laughs> we're so old uh okay yeah 2004 so what the guardians of the globe in 2004 it was a preview knew... in
1: 2002 in savage dragon 102 oh god Yeah. A regular series in 2003
0: it's almost Ooh. 20 years old it's almost wow. it will be 20 years old next year <laughs> it's, Invincible's crazy. almost 20 years old um that's crazy that is crazy town. All right. So 2002, 2004 to see what the guardians of the globe, it would, the obvious um, uh, justice league ciphers, right. You know, and what would they be analogs? Is that what they'd be? Yeah. An- okay.
1: Either one. I think either of those words yeah. work, uh...
0: which at the time, it's still kind of cool. We understood what they were trying to do there. Um, but in, Fast forward to 2021 between this and the series that we're getting ready to talk about Jupiter's legacy. Are, are, are we good with the whole, these people (laughs) are stand-ins for the justice league. Um, is that, is that, is that become such a cliche trope at this point that, that I'm, I'm okay not seeing, um, this world's version of Green Lantern and, and Wonder Woman, and a guy no, that's I a fish that is obviously, you know, I don't know Aquaman. I, but do you think? Don't, do you think it's still? I think it all just. De- yeah,
1: I think yeah. it all just depends on what the 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 reason of doing. Um, If 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 there's an interesting Superman story that someone wants to tell and they can't tell it as a Superman story and they want to tell it, you know, I mean you cannot i was rec- i I've, I've been listening to uh super gods the grant morrison grant book morrison. Mm-hmm. which is all about i mean superheroes and a lot about superman and sort of just the mythos of superheroes and and the mythology of superheroes and why they still exist um you can't like you can't sit there and go, well, Superman is is etched in the human consciousness and is this myth mythological figure mm-hmm. now, this legendary character that will be with us forever. You can't sort of have that and then not expect people to have ideas about that.
0: Yeah, this very <laughs> easily could have been a Superboy story, right?
1: I think it could be a lot of things. I think yeah. it could be a, a Spider-Man story. It could be a Super Superboy story. Yes, obviously the Superboy mm-hmm. uh, Superman uh, relationship between father and son. And yeah, it's, it's it's like what if Superman came from a world or, or didn't grow up on Mon on Earth?
0: Earth? Yeah, what was he sent here as a conqueror?
1: Yeah, which is I what mean, Lex
0: Luthor always warned us about, right?
1: Right. So. Yeah, but that's yeah. an interesting idea that you can't tell. I mean, you could tell it as a what if story, but like yeah. Elseworlds. But I know what you're saying. Like obviously Jupiter's Legacy is another take on Superman and and Superboy and Wonder Woman and you know, the Flash and Green Lantern and, and all I, those And I,
0: and I tell you what. You know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to leave the conversation there. What? And if you want to hear the rest, of our wow. take on Tees. on ciphers or or analogs for Justice League characters, you can head over to patreon.com, slash around comics, and listen to our uh, our chat about Jupiter's legacy number one or episode one. You can absolutely all right. I know I mean that way, aren't I?
1: Yeah, that was kinda I mean, I think you just knew that I was about to get into another forty five minute yep. discussion on yep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it coming. And you saved me from myself. I
0: think it's not my it? first rodeo, my friend. All right. Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's let's leave it there. Invincible right. was was fantastic. Excellent. Can't wait for uh for seasons two and three. And uh so hopefully we'll have a uh, season two. Uh hopefully it's not too much longer than a year from now. I would imagine. Hopefully. Um,
1: yeah. So pump out that animation.
0: Come yeah, on. Yeah, man it's animated. you know, just get those guys drawn, right? All right, what are they
1: doing? Yeah, They're not doing anything.
0: Yeah, you throw that together. All right, and then you can uh, um, catch us on our regular Tuesday uh, live feed on all of your favorite uh, pod catchers and viewers and all of that. And Tom says he's working on new uh, Tom Versus. And yeah, we got all sorts of other fun stuff coming up. So now we got to talk about Jupiter's Legacy. So you can find that over at Patreon. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, regular episode. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in, hemming around. around. AC TV Invincible Special Edition After Hours
1: Bonus Material. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.